Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right, Vinay. So the first thing that I always like to do is ask, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Tell us about your business and how you got started. Sure. So the quick story is that I don't have patience for things that are broken and I got to fix them. It just, my wife calls me Mr. Fix. I don't think she always uses that as a compliment, <laughs> but, but I am Mr. Fix. I like fixing problems. So my business is all about this idea that relationships between leaders and their employees is broken. The old leadership models of, hey, I'll, I'm going to go in this direction and you have the privilege of working for me, that model doesn't work anymore. So how do we level the playing field so that the value, true value of each and in every individual employee comes through and the leaders get their way as well? Both sides win. Does that make some sense? That makes perfect sense. And I a thousand percent agree that the old model is gone and there's a new model. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, this new wrinkle that has been presented to us, uh, for us, I should say, in COVID, where there's a virtual aspect to it as well, which in a lot of ways adds a layer of complexity. Any thoughts about that virtual and how leading in a virtual world is quite different than leading when you're face to face, or is it? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, so there, there's a lot of people who've been, so that old leadership uh, style, that management style is, hey, I, I'll, I'm the mercurial leader and I'll, I'm going to go to the top of the mountain and you have the privilege of following me. What that doesn't do is, uh, that, doesn't, um, that doesn't really give space for the, the, the team to kind of say, hey, this is what I need and this is why I want to go to the top of the mountain. They're going because of the boss. I think COVID has shifted things around where it, it actually has whether uh, leadership, I mean, everyone talks about the great resignation. That's the outcome, right? The great disengagement is the precursor to all of that. So people have been di getting disengaged for a long time, and now you can't hide from it anymore, leadership. People are leaving because they realize, if I'm going to get paid the same, I might as well try to keep hopping jobs until I find someone who actually gives, gives a flying kite. <laughs> totally agree. And to that end, what are your thoughts about the new economy? There's a shift that's happening. And I believe that is permanent in terms of the way people are thinking about work and the type of work that people want to do. What thoughts do you have on that? Yeah, there was a uh, author, a scientist who talked about this concept of flow state, right? And the idea of flow state is where we are so deeply able to get into our level of concentration that we, it's, I call it light speed. It's where I just, if you've ever seen Star Wars, you know, they shift the two levers forward in the Millennium Falcon all of a sudden you see the light streaking by, right? 
when I get into my zone of genius, my zone of brilliance, I shift into light speed and I become so good so fast. And I think people are starting to wake up to that. They say, I fundamentally believe, and I've changed this behavior over time, but I fundamentally, every single person, 7.7 billion people are geniuses in their own right. And once they start to give that permission to themselves to be a genius, they'll figure out what their light speed is. And I think that's where we are, right? People are starting to find out. They're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm actually good at this compared to the rest of the people. And they're soft skills, right? It's not just about whether I know how to turn a bolt, right? That's a technical skill. It's the softer parts, right? It's what the value you bring to the table that makes you a superhero. And people start to find that superhero and they're like, yeah, that's what I want to do. They love it because they're good at it and their flow state. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Now, I'm going to ask you some things about some of the specific areas of business because you're a business owner, entrepreneur. So obviously you understand and appreciate the fact that sales, marketing, operations, and finance are all important aspects of a business. And on this show, I love to talk about thinking like an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. because whether you want to move up in your organization or out of your organization, thinking like an entrepreneur is important. So, but before we do that, I'm, I love to play this little sound effect. Who do you think you are? So if you have to say your favorite, which one of those four is your favorite area of business, marketing, operations, finance, or sales? Probably more, more towards sales, just purely from the point of view of, I love people and the stories and uh, you know, you put me in with a, give me a whiteboard and a, and a dry erase marker and I can go to town. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous with it. <laughs> That's right. I love solving problems and hearing people uh, who've got challenges, right? And they could, could be a problem. It could be just something that's an impediment to their progress. Just kind of helping people figure past them. I love it when they smile. Got it. I had a, a mentor once when I was first making my journey out of corporate. And he would ask me a question. He would say, Elsie, what is the most important part of your job? And I failed the test a few times, but ultimately the answer was sales. Uh, If you're an entrepreneur, really, honestly, if you're an entrepreneur and there's a, a new idea, a new program, you're selling. So talk a little bit more about sales and, and why it's so important to have that skill set. Yeah. So as, as, just as you were saying that, the, the word that jumps to mind is this whole idea of empathy, right? Why I love sales is because when I, I, I approach things from a place of wonder, I may know where that conversation is going, but I just kind of sit back and say, let, let me let them tell me and see if there's some nuance or some component or aspect perspective that I'm not seeing. And I love doing it because a hundred people will see the same thing a hundred different ways. So for me, sales is all actually about just asking questions, right? I am just supremely curious about everything. And I start talking to someone, I just start asking about, so what, how did you get there and why? What, why? Why is this important right now? You start asking these questions, man, the stories that come out, you don't need to watch Netflix. You can just listen to people on sales calls. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and it, you, then you're actually not selling, which is why I think a lot of people don't like sales. You're not trying to convince them. I don't like the term servant leadership. I like the term invitational leadership. Some I, I created, right? I, I like to invite them to a better future because I know what it looks like. And I'm where they are and where I stand is I get to invite them up to where I am. And that's so much fun for me, right? I'm not selling them. They're asking me, Hey, can I get the product? Hey, sure you can, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, does that answer your question? That does. That's awesome. Um, 
And what was funny is I learned so much from hosting this podcast that I feel like I'm a really, really smart guy. I want to know what is the stupidest thing you've done, whether it's on a personal level or professionally? What is the stupidest thing you've done? Uh, gosh, um, I was just having a conversation with someone a little earlier today. My ego has been the biggest impediment to my progress. So I will tell you the stupidest thing is probably more along a, th- a thread of my ego thinking that I, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I know that. But me thinking that I could just figure everything else out. <laughs> right. So I walk into a situation. I start talking about something because, hey, look, I've gotten a master's in artificial intelligence, machine learning. Hey, people are like, oh, wow. Still doesn't mean I know shit. <laughs> and so uh, I walk into a room pretending like I actually know what I'm talking about. Only to find out about 15 minutes later that all the people in the room are much smarter than I am. So that's it's, it's usually around that. <laughs> got it. Got it. Totally makes sense. So how do you help people? What is your, uh, I think you call it area of genius or the where you start to go in light speed. What is that thing? What, what do you do in the world that helps people? So uh, let me tie that back to a little bit to sort of concrete example of what we do as a company. So as a company, we take all that data from a company and we build behavioral graphs. So in, like think of like a Myers-Briggs type indicator, right? But this thing is in real time. So it's not something that just happened one time. It happens every single moment of every day that you're operating. So your leadership can see what's happening. What I do is I help people start to tell the stories of their employees, right? They can start to look at that and say, hey, Sally, is everything Okay. And that's the way the conversation starts because they see that Sally, something's not going right for Sally and they can look at the data to see that. So I help people take the data and see that, you know, if there's absenteeism problems in their company, if there's uh, performance or productivity issues, or there's employees that are just kind of, they're kind of checking out, I help them start to see that stuff where they can just go, hey, so I can shift and ask better questions. So ultimately, it's, I help people ask better questions. Interesting. So you be able to provide a, a, a leading indicator on disengagement, for example. Yeah, that's right. I mean, all this whole, this whole great disengagement, great resignation, great resignation. That, so, you know, as I was saying a little earlier, uh, I think great resignation is, is kind of like a leadership term, right? It, you resign and your leadership doesn't like it. But that happened because the employees were disengaged and that happened because the leadership was disengaged and the employees never got engaged, right? So you can start to see that stuff up front. Right? You can see the data and you can see the truth saying that this continues to happen. This employee just is not getting the, their, their heart's not in the game, right? Well, you can fix that, right? You can have the right, ask the right question. You can see how much it costs you if you don't as a company. I think that's the right question to ask. Hey, what, what can I do to make this interesting? And if it costs you 50 bucks more to get somebody's head in the game, that's what it is. It's usually not that. But if that's all you need to do, my God, that's a fantastic question to ask, at least in my mind. Does that make sense? Yep. Now, from an employee perspective, Let's talk to that employee who, who may be frustrated, who may feel left out, overlooked, not engaged. What are some tips and tricks that you could share that will help them get past that? So the employer, the leader, as to get past sort of that disengagement? Yes, the employees more, more specifically, right? Because I, yeah. I'm a big fan yeah. of taking ownership of my life, my career. And so, uh, again, like most high achievers, what actions can I take from the things that I can control that will get me again? Maybe I'm looking to move up in the organization or maybe I'm looking to move out of the organization. What are some tips? Yeah. Um, one of my f- favorite words is this word elegance, right? 
And the reason I love that word is because things that are elegant, I mean, I see a beautiful man or, you know, a handsome man uh, dressed up in a tux or in a dress, whatever the case of elegance is, right? Uh, it's, it's powerful. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's so perfect in what it is, right? In order to make your, uh, at least what I found for myself is to make myself elegant in the role that I'm performing in, I need to understand the full story, right? Oftentimes, ego again here. I think I know what the story is and that's what gets in my way. But if I make it easy for the person that I'm working for, I keep asking questions, not from a point of view of trying to convince that I'm, I'm right, but asking questions as to understand how they think, right? The better I can understand their story, the more I can get them to the fairy tale ending, which that's easy for them, right? Make their life easy. And guess what? They'll bring you around for the ride because they don't want to go anywhere without you, <laughs> right? So th that's one thing I do is when I start feeling frustration, I start asking questions. All right, why am I feeling frustrated? Because I don't understand something. So I start asking more questions to try to break through those things and kind of reprogram those narratives that I have in my head saying, I think I know here and start to say, do I really? Let me ask a question and find out. Does that make some sense? Makes perfect sense. And, and, and that's the reason why those four areas that we talked about earlier, I think when you're working with a company, right, I think it's really important that you understand how that company gets sales, that you understand the financing, that you understand the operations, and you understand marketing. What that does is that allows you to be able to add value upstream, across stream, and downstream. Right. And the more value you add, the more valuable you become. And now you have more options. Yeah. And to that point, I, I think the greatest, the greatest leaders, are the ones, not the ones who've got the, great, the most answers, they're the ones who know the right questions to ask. Right. And ultimately, as a leader, I think of myself as if I ask enough questions, I become a fantastic storyteller. I know where the story. So if I'm talking in the story of Die Hard, I know that uh, elves, uh, elves with uh, pink hats on probably won't fit in the story. Right, unless it's diehard in you know in, in in a mall somewhere, right? But once you start being able to figure out the story, then you can start asking the right questions. If you ask the right questions, then you can help get reach the fairy tale ending. It sort of becomes this vicious cycle. It just becomes more and more elegant. Is the idea? Got it. So, who do you think if you had to give money, 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 one key tip? that people listening can implement today that's going to, to improve their role, their business, their lives, what would that tip be? Stop thinking about IQ as being the indicator of your success. Start thinking about your curiosity being the indicator of your success. Because the more questions you ask, the, the broader your knowledge is, the more people that you know, right? the more perspective you have. And it's all about being able to pick up the phone and say, I got a guy or a gal, whatever the case may be, right? That's where you want to get to. Not saying I know it all, but say, hold on a second, let me, let me call this person, right? That's what you want to get to. So be curious, ask questions. Uh, the more questions you ask, the faster you'll get there. Now, let me dig in there a little bit more. Yeah. Now, is that a matter, a, a matter of maturation to get to the point where you can say, number one, I don't know. And let me reach out to somebody else who might know? I would say on the surface, yes, right? But if you think about it, what is, I mean, the people of you, you, know, you hear parents uh, say this, you know, my, my five-year-old child is so annoying because they keep asking, why, 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 what? We, we actually start that way, right? It's been almost kind of, um, sounds a little harsh, but it's almost been kind of beaten out of us. Don't ask questions, right? Go learn it. How do you learn it if you don't ask? I mean, when people have so much anxiety and stress because they're smart people 
they go to schools, but why do you go to school? So that you can ask the right questions, right? So you understand the topic. So I might say it's actually not uh, uh, getting more mature in the way you think. It's actually going back to revisiting the way you were as a child, right? Just be curious. Don't don't come in pre. I mean, my, I have a you know three kids. We'll go somewhere and we'll see something, and they'll say, "Dan, what happened there?" And for me, it's just kind of plainly obvious. But then you try to explain it to your kid, and sometimes it's a little difficult to break it down into chunks that they can understand. And then you start to see their perspective. And you're like, "Oh wow, that's uh, I never really even considered that before." So even when you're trying to answer those questions for people, that boss, for example. And trying to answer that question, they could get a perspective that they've never seen before because of the question that you ask, right? It actually helps everyone. So Very good. I, I love that perspective. Thank you. So if people want to reach out to you, learn more about your business and what you do, how can they do that? Sure. Uh, probably the best way is, you know, my website, carmo.com, C-A-A-R-M-O, carmo.com, two A's. Uh, or LinkedIn is actually a fantastic way to uh, reach me. I, I do a lot of posting on LinkedIn and talk about topics like this, how to level up your leadership, get more engaged employees or, um, email is fine too. Uh, it's my first name, V I N A Y, the letter R at carmo.com. Feel free to reach out to me anyway. I'd love to help if there's any way I can. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.